Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to the first race of the weekend here at VIR. Porsche have been a part of Endurance and GT Motorsport for 71 years. So it's absolutely appropriate that on this Michelin GT weekend here at VIR, it is the IMSA GT3 Porsche Cup by Yokohama that gets things underway. We're live in sound and vision for 50 minutes of flat six action, and it's live on IMSA Radio. Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama on IMSA Radio. We're right on the border of North Carolina and Virginia in Halifax County. We're in the Virginia side right now, but getting here, you cross the border a couple or three times on the winding country roads and the three and a quarter miles and 17 corners of VIR exactly reflect the character and the atmosphere of the local roads hello everybody it is the porsche gt3 cup challenge usa by yokohama first race of the weekend the countryside round here always green and pleasant made a little more so this weekend by some passing storms earlier in the week the 17 corners on a circuit that rises and falls with the local countryside reopened in 2000 after a few years lying follow VIR now is one of the great challenges for cars and drivers in North America which makes it one of the best circuits in the world in terms of road courses Shea Adam is alongside me, John Heindorf. We have got 24 cars rolling on the warm-up lap. Let's take a quick look at how they'll line up for this first race of the weekend. In 24th position for TPC Racing, Tom Kerr in the 74 car. Alongside him, the number 19 FMS Motorsport, Juan Manuel Fains in 22nd position. It's MCR Racing, Bart Collins. He's got TPC Racing's number 15 entry alongside him, Randall Bryan. Dan Hardy for TPC is in 20th position. And the 69 car, ACI Motorsports, Richard Eggs in the 18 car is 19th. In 18th position, MCR Racing, Michael Manalka in the number 4 car. 65, ACI Motorsport in 17th position, Efren Castro. Kelt Swearingham is in 16th position in the 17 for ACI Motorsport. 15th position, the 20 of Wright Motorsport, and that's Fred Pordad. Have to check to see what colour wheels he's wearing this weekend. Wright Motorsport's Charlie Luck has been out of luck so far this week and has had some damage to the number 45 car. He'll start in 14th position. 13th for the number 11, JDX Sean McAllister Porsche. 12th position on the outside of the 6th row, the 25 NGT ended car of Victor Gomez. And alongside him is Kelly Moss, David Brill. 
48 car, 10th position, 36 TPC Racing, Vernon McClure, Bill Smith uh, for Top Racing, the number 42, another car that's had some damage this week already in ninth position. Eighth position, more speed, Rob Ferriel, second in the gold category, Riley Dickinson for more speed in 53 car is in seventh, pole position for Sebastian Carrazzo uh, in the gold C- cup class in the 27NG T car. Then we've got uh, the rest of the top five uh, in fifth position. Number three, JDX, J- Jeff Kingsley, top two rows, Kelly Moss Racing, Alan Metney, second in the Masters category. Fantastic qualifying for Alan, who's been on a real roll recently. He might have thought that being fourth overall would give him pole in the Platinum Masters class, but that goes to Jeff Mosey, the top racing third overall in number 68 car. On the front row, two of the young chargers in the IMSA GT3 Cup by Yokohama here in the US. Max Root, Wright Motorsport in the seven Porsche is in second. And starting once again from pole position, Roman De Angelis, platinum position pole, overall pole, and the man who is dominating the championship in the 79 green and white car, he will lead them to the green flag. So it has been raining, it's stopped. The question will be, what tyres has everyone gone onto here as we've got already a problem for the number three Hertz-sponsored JDX car? That is a disaster for Jeff Kingsley. He's had some kind of contact. He's got damage to the right rear suspension. Will we go green here? The 45 minutes is on the clock for the first race of the weekend. It looks like we're in line for it. Pole position is on driver's right as they come to the line. That's going to be the slippery side of the circuit. Oh, the front row rubbing together at walking pace. We've not heard anything from race control to say that this one's going to be waved off. It goes green. Fantastic start from the pole man. De Angelis gets away and following him through. Jeff Mosing down the inside. Now Jeff is a Masters class driver in that rhubarb and custard car. Has ABS. He'll be able to close up on the inside and does so. Metney tries to cut across in the white iFly car to the inside and gets a little dink from behind from Sebastian Carrazzo, the Gold Cup leader who's moving up and moves up nicely in the 27 the bright yellow car into fifth position Metney bumped back down the field there he'll not be happy with that but the man on the move is Mosing up to second gets around the outside gets a big slide on oh my goodness it's very very <laughs> greasy through onto the snake De Angelis he will not like seeing that bright car behind him Shea Adam because he knows in the big stopping areas that that Masters category platinum car has got the advantage of ABS. Exactly, and Jeff Mosing, being a driver with a lot of track time this weekend, he's got pretty much more experience than just about everyone else in the field, save for perhaps Alan Metney, who also is driving another car this weekend. But Jeff Mosing taking full advantage of the ABS as they come into the oak tree turn. Roman DeAngelis has a car on his bumper. This has not happened very many times in the 2019 season. Normally by now, he's got a little bit of a cushion. No difference in the power output of these two cars, both the Gen 2 991 Cup cars. I tell you, if you're on wet, these guys must all be on wet tyres, but there's some very, very dry parts of this circuit and these tyres will wear and that will allow, again, the ABS to work well. It's almost a dry line onto the top of the roller coaster towards the end of the lap. Now, does Jeff Mosing dare use a little more curb? Yes, he does. It's dry coming down into 
the hog pen at the end of the lap, turn 17, the tricky right-hander that leads onto the straight, and a bit of a slide there from the leader, expertly corrected with a dab of opposite lock there for Roman De Angelis, but he's not been able to break the toe, and down into turn one, he immediately goes to the right-hand side to try and find some more damp patches for the Yokohama wet-weather tyres. He's mosing super late on the brakes, <laughs> using the ABS, gets right up underneath the rear wing and gets good traction off as well as he gets under the back end of the 79 car into the NASCAR, NASCAR corner claimed some big names down through the years turn number three leader goes wide and Morsing almost runs into him I didn't think <laughs> don't think he was expecting them to slow down and there's another black car in trouble that's Sean the number McAllister. 11 Sean McAllister facing the wrong direction was in 12th position across the line at turn one. He's been a bit lucky there, Shea, because he actually got back onto the circuit rather easier. Oh, and there's been more trouble behind as well with Tom Kerr in problems for the TPC Racing 74 car. I wonder if his concentration was distracted by what was going on ahead of him at turn one. Yeah, Tom Kerr was a little bit further back down the field than Sean McAllister was. That might have been a target asphyxiation sort of thing. But watching the timing screens and watching in the background, Max Root is just sliding everywhere. I don't think his hands have actually pointed in the direction of any of the turns around the track, John. I think he's just sort of having to overcorrect, and it was a self-made mistake from Sean McAllister. Yeah, he rejoins, and Tom Kerr was... uh also involved, well, it wasn't involved, but I think, as I say, as a reaction to what he saw happening. The windscreen wipers are going, but it's... Well... I, I don't think it's raining out there. I'm looking it's at about our, to. No, I'm looking at our patio deck, which is wooden, and that is dry at the moment. There's nothing falling on there from the IMSA broadcast centre. McAllister trying to make his way back on the back of the field. Meantime, at the front, De Angelis still only three-tenths of a second from Mosing. Then Root, Carrazzo, who got up into fourth position. Dickinson's gone through into fifth. fifth. And Metney, the one who got the little tap early on from Carrazzo, has dropped down. And someone going off in the background Ooh. there. It looked like Carrazzo, the Gold Cup leader, has it was. fallen off the circuit, coming onto the main straight. Now, did he get back onto the straight and narrow? Not sure he did. Mm. There's a big, big gap behind the third-place car of Maxwell Root. And there goes Riley Dickinson in fourth position. Metney in fifth. Where's Carrazzo gone? There he goes now. He's just gone through. And Carrazzo's dropped down to sixth position and is embroiled in a huge battle, which includes down there McClure, Victor Gomez... Bill Smith, Fred Bodad. The good news is that Rob Furriol is a long way back in that queue, but he's closing in. He's in the in that same group of cars now, Shea, that has the Gold Cup leader. So having made a great start, Carrazzo, and got up into fourth position, he's now embroiled in that second battle down the field. Three cars separate Carrazzo and Ferriol and Ferriol knows that he can get around those three cars ahead of him as long as they are preoccupied battling amongst themselves. Two of the three cars immediately in front of him have different colored rear bumpers because they've already had damage this weekend and have needed replacement. Victor Gomez's pink pig now has a little bit of gray as does Bill Smith's orange machine. Um, bad news for those following Jeff Kingsley that damage incurred on the formation lap has taken that number three car behind the wall Jeff Mosings made a mistake as well in the middle sector that time around it's now dropped to over a second 
behind Roman De Angelis for the moment the pressure is off the leader when he came across the start finish line Mosing was all the way up against the wall he's looking for wetness because he needs it for his wet weather tires there's now been a switch in position for second as Maxwell Root has gone through I think Root might be on slicks given how much he was sliding around really? at the start of the race would you have dared start on slick tires I'm not sure they look like a pretty high sidewall mm. to me but very difficult to tell so it's going to be third place this time around for Jeff Mosing second position now he's still no, looking, he's for looking for the for wet water, yeah. so I think everybody must have started on the Yokohama wet you would just have, have had to you would have been bonkers or brave <laughs> to have to do that mind a 50 minute race we've seen it happen before Mosing taking completely different lines in the yellow and maroon car again remember the platinum class car is the same as the car ahead except he has got the ABS now what happened to put Jeff Morsing down the field coming into the braking area at the end of Madison Avenue well that 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 was one thing that was him losing second he'd already dropped a second behind before so something had happened before that for him to drop over a second on Roman De Angelis, who now, Shea Adam, has two and a half seconds on the field. And the top three are 12 seconds ahead oh. of everyone else as Charlie Luck's bad run no look. continues. Charlie, no look oh. this weekend. It, Just write N-O above his name on the, uh, on the, uh, the windscreen. Uh, look how many black panels are on that car. They are all panels that have been replaced this week. There was a private test on Monday. There was a promoter test on Thursday and the Porsche parts truck I think it's fair to say has been doing a roaring trade and in fact not all of the damage has uh, been bashed out of that car yet there's still no. on the left rear just in front of the rear wheel there's still some uh, panels that aren't as they Ooh. came out of Vysak that's a very very nasty incident for Charlie and he's actually got away with that pretty easily he as he went in directly square on on the right-hand side. Well, and he came through the camera shot already backwards, backwards before the curb at turn three turn in. So that was from a long way back. That's, that's just physics. That yeah. He's turned in. It's going too quickly. This is his home track as well, John. And last year, no luck either. DNF in the first race, sixth in the second. No luck for Charlie. No challenge for DeAngelis as Roman goes through. And that is another quick lap. We'll see the lap times dropping here. Just over two minutes, 2.02 for Roman DeAngelis this time around. Big slide as the <laughs> rear Yokohamas, I was going to say light up, but it's still damp enough for them to be sliding around. The problem here with 36 and a half minutes left here is that they are wearing those Yokohama wets quite significantly pushing as hard as they are. This is quite a heavy car. You've fueled all the way through to 50 minutes. Maxwell Root in second position, now 3.7 seconds back on the leader. But this could turn into a, a, a race of tyre management. Well, and I've just had a notice from the media centre. It is raining on the front straight, so there is rain coming in. It's not a question of when it, of how much it rains, when it rains, but when the rain gets here to help the tires, because right now we're seeing a lot of them sliding around. They need the wet stuff to start falling. Uh, I just wonder, I'm, I'm watching Jeff Mosing's times, and he's off a little bit at the moment, and he's actually been caught by Riley Dickinson. He's just put his fastest lap in at 2.07. But the leaders, 2.02 and 2.03, 
I just wonder if those two young charges at the front might be taking a bit too much out of their Yokohama wets at the moment. Metney knows this place. He's, a, he's well ahead in the Masters battle of, uh, of, of sorry, Mosing, well ahead in, of Metney in the Masters battle at the moment. I just wonder if Karma and all the heads are prevailing here. Let's see in 25, 30 minutes time, 25 minutes time with 10 minutes to go, what the situation is and how much closer, if at all, Jeff Mosing has dropped to 11 and a half seconds from the leader. But look at the battles further down the field. There's Alan Metney after being pushed out of what he thought was fourth position going at the first corner, now going wheel to wheel, tries to get down the inside, he's got the ABS advantage and goes through nice bit of driving from Riley Dickinson and from Alan Metney that was good respect from both drivers, I think the ABS gave the the advantage there to Metney if I'm honest as they're coming down the hill the most speed driver getting away and that will take a little bit of the pressure uh, off from Alan Metney, who can now set about chasing down the Masters leader, Jeff Mosing, who is ahead of him. But Mosing's lost another stack of time to the two leaders ahead of him. Another 2 or 2 from Roman De Angelis. He stretched to nearly five and a half seconds away from the field. Up eight positions, mover of the race so far, Fred Pordad. He is staring at the back of Victor Gomez the fourth and Riley Dickinson. He can get two more, and Metney's going off. Metney's going around. It's turn three. That was a bad instance for our Platinum Masters Championship leader. Oh, he's trying too hard. He's done the hard work, got around Riley Dickinson. He's going to have to do another comeback drive. Dropped down as far as, I think, sixth or seventh, but he's gone even further back that time around. And by the way, in the Gold Cup category, Rob Furriel now right with the, the bright number 27 of Sebastian Carrazzo. In fact, he was having a little look in the background there as Metney just turns in and didn't turn in in fact he just went straight on he would have been better just opening his hands there and running out on the the runoff area but he tries to pinch back on the back end goes around and at the same place turn number three the bright blue number 22 has gone off as well now that wasn't the same incident no that's Bert Collins going off all on his own as well. But the thing that makes me nervous, John, Metney's the championship leader. He does have a good gap over Fred Pordad in second. But Fred is just increasing his positions. And then we've got Metney, who is risking it. People going off at turn three, two things that I've noticed are the connecting facts there. Number one, they're going in a bit too fast. Number two, they are slightly offline. And they've got just the right rear Yokohama on the wet patch. And that, that difference in grip level is just turning the car around. Uh, Metney recovering that 53 car. Uh, sorry, that's a. Uh, that's Riley Dickinson. Riley Dickinson recovering there with uh, Victor Gomez in the Pink Pig. He's got a bit of new bodywork on the back of that car. The great is not usual on that rear Valence. Dickerson runs a little bit wide in turn one now. Can Victor get up the inside? He might be able to. Victor Gomez with right behind him, the number 20. That's Fred Pordad. He's carving his way through in that brightly coloured red and blue car. Going through turn four now. Meantime, at the head of the field, for the first time, Maxwell Roost is quicker than the leader. 
and the lead comes down to 4.8 seconds, 2.038 against a 2.026. But like you said, John, how much are they taking out of their tyres when it's not raining? Jeff Morsing, 2.07, that's another 2.07, 2.08. He's been sitting in that area for quite a while now. The thing is, if it does rain, and we've had reports of a little bit of drizzle down on the front straight, if it does rain, it's not necessarily all good news for the guys at the front because they may have worn their wet tyres to the point where they're actually not any better in the in the wet than they would be in the dry. There's a crossover point where these Yokohama tyres are very durable and they become almost like an intermediate. There's no intermediate tyres allowed here. It's wet or slicks. But once you've worn some of those tread blocks down, yep. first of all, it's nasty. It gets really slidey because the tread blocks are moving around. And then it sort of settles down and you start getting grip. Well, then if it rains at that point, you effectively haven't got full wets on anymore. Uh, it, and there's still half an hour to go. Exactly. They're, they're pretty much, as the laps go on, creating their tires to become slicks. By the way, Charlie No Luck, we might want to take that N-O out of his name. He's just gone overall fastest in Sector 1 of any car so far during the race. So he's clearly on a push to try and get some sort of redemption back and put in a good lap time for a good starting position for tomorrow's race. Well, this has been a lot more patience from the Porsche drivers than we saw at the last race weekend. So whatever race director John Maitsky saying has said to the team managers and to the drivers and, I, and I, I believe he got the managers and the drivers in to the same meeting <laughs> earlier on this weekend it seems to have worked so far Riley Dickerson in the white number 53 Victor Gomez in the pink pig sitting in behind and then the number 20 of Fred Pordad these guys are all battling for what is fourth position on down and starting to gain on them now is the next little group which includes Sebastian Carriazzo, who's now got a couple of Platinum Masters cars between himself and second-placing gold Rob Furriel. A couple of three laps ago, Rob was right on the tailpipes of that bright highlighter yellow and orange 27 car, just going up through the S's now. But uh, that's been a good run, and uh, Bill Smith... And Alan Metney, who's recovering in the iFly car, the white number 99, they're now between the two Gold Cup contenders. Exactly, and Alan Metney has climbed back up to fifth in the Platinum Masters class, but climbed back up to fifth. He started in second. When you consider Jeff Mosing, who's well ahead of them, he's not really in this championship because he came in at such a late date. He doesn't have the points to try and contend with it. But for Alan Metney right now, the goal is to get around Fred Pordad. And for Fred Pordad, the goal is to just watch Dickinson yes. and Gomez have fun and potentially take themselves out, and then he can just scoot right through. Gareth Evans has tweeted us here at IMSA Radio and said, I love all the replacement panels. Clearly been a difficult week for the Porsche drivers. How about a new global motorsport rule that all replaced body panels over one weekend have to be in an FIA-approved generic colour so you know what's happened? I actually <laughs> quite like that. I really quite like that. To go, oh, yeah, well, he's had it off and he's had it off. Well, that's basically what we've had here, to be honest, Gareth, because the, there hasn't been time to re-wrap them or repaint them this weekend. Here's how it stands then with 28 minutes still to go. We start with 50 on the track, on the clock rather. Roman De Angelis speeds up again, puts his fastest first sector in and he's got a 
Well, just about four and a half seconds of a lead now as Max Root is starting to close him down. But look at the time in third position of Jeff Mosing down to the 205s. That's not his fastest lap of the race, but it's not far off. And all of a sudden, he's pulling the leaders back in again. All right, it's 27 seconds right up to the front guys but that could disappear in the blink of an eye if you're taking four and five seconds out of people which is what they did early on when they were pushing away from him the battle on the track at the moment is for fourth on down more speed riley dickinson in the white number 53 then victor gomez in the number 25 car the pink pig tribute for ngt behind them fred Podad is in the number 20 right motorsport car so three of the mega teams that we have in IMSA GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama all represented there in that battle for fourth. We've got a 22-year-old trying to get around a 17-year-old in the form of Riley Dickinson and Victor Gomez and then Fred Pordat is sitting behind them watching going, yeah, go ahead kids, I've, I've seen this show before, I've been around here. Uh, the 2014 gold champion is Fred Pordat, so he's seen all of these youngsters and their uh, gregarious ways of going about racing. I like Fred's attitude actually right at the moment. He's sitting watching that, he hasn't made any big moves. Remember his car, one of the master's car, he's got a bit more experience of life under his belt. And so he will close in under braking. He knows that's his trump card, one or two spits and spots of rain being reported from trackside thank you Alan Space for tweeting at IMSA Radio and letting us know that that's going on around the track on 89.9 FM around the world on IMSA TV and IMSA Radio hello if you are spending part of your Saturday afternoon with us in the UK just on 20 minutes before 5 o'clock on a big sporting weekend plenty of sound and vision action for you through to the end of our sports car day here at VIR across the line 3.4 seconds now the lead has come down to and the body language of that car of our leader is moving around a lot and there's a change for fourth position as Victor Gomez goes through fabulous move at turn one and makes the pass and Fred Podad trying to follow him through goes up the inside of Riley Dickinson into turn four can he use the ABS he did he's got his nose ahead now needs to cut across lovely driving from Podad really smart didn't press it too hard actually into the left hander at turn four which I thought he might have done he just allowed his prey to drift a little bit wide Dickinson was dead mate at that point and drove around and now here comes the next batch of cars yep. and Dickinson's going to keep on falling I think he might have used up his wet weather tires John because we've got Metney right there Vernon McClure another local to Virginia from Chesterfield he is also looking to try and get around and then Sebastian Carrazzo in the battle for the gold lead halfway through the race started everyone started on wet weather Yokohama tires and as it stands now, there's an odd sprinkle in the air, but the track, generally speaking, is getting drier, not wetter, I think, at the moment. Here's how it stands with Roman De Angelis just across the line, a 2-0-1-1. He's had to put that time in because Max Root, in second place in the number seven car, had closed him down. He's now just, he pulled about four tenths of a second there, so it's just under five seconds, the gap between first and second. Alan Metney is the best of the Masters cats. Uh, category runners in third place sorry Jeff Mosing is in third place uh, in the best of the Masters class cars and he is just biding his time I wonder if he manages to 
drag back up to them. Victor Gomez, the man on the move most recently as he took fourth position from Riley Dickerson through turn number one and the short shoot to turn two. Riley just, I think, trying to roll too much speed through the centre of turn one and two. And then the opportunity was there for Fred Podad who pounced and threw it up the inside at turn four. Not overly aggressively in fairness, but made that pass. Now, has Alametni been off again? The 99 car is in elegant isolation at the moment. Where is has he gone? Yes, he must have dropped down. Dropped down to 12th position now, John. He's back down to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th in the Masters class. That's fewer and fewer points with every position for Metney. He needs to stop, oh. get his head right, and get back in it. Just get himself settled down. Another quick first section for Roman De Angelis, but the... <laughs> Max Root sits in behind him in second place, just taking one, yeah, about seven tenths of a second out of the leader in the middle sector alone. So Max Root, these guys not racing side by side, but they are trading tenths and half seconds here as if they were. And Fred Pordad puts in the fastest first sector that we've seen so far in the race. Now, we've seen a lot of fast first sectors, but he is on Victor Gomez, and he smells another position. And he's at the Oak Tree turn at the moment at the southern end of the circuit. Gets right in behind Victor Gomez. He'll be getting a slight aerodynamic advantage from the pink pig pig car ahead of him. Victor Gomez for NGT. (laughs) And then the number 20 car sitting in behind him for Wright Motorsports. Definite dry line beginning to appear on Madison Avenue, the fast, long straight that heads up to the tricky braking area at the top of the roller coaster. Put this section together and you're doing really well. It's a serpentine fall down to Hogpen, the final right-hander, the turn 17 that brings you back onto the start-finish line. Drivers getting a little more confident now, Shea, about using curbs at various parts of the track. They must feel that the curbs themselves are drying out. You often get a little puddling of water in the ripples of the curbs don't you you do and maybe that's a little bit more wetness that they can put on their wet weather tires to help cool them off that little bit more as poor dad looks around the outside Cut for turn back, one. yep over under let's see if gomez bit no he nope. controlled it better than dickerson early on in the race 5.1 seconds the lead mosing 206 is not catching the leaders but he's been closed down by this battle for third position, Gomez and uh, Podad are pushing themselves to better and better lap times. Yeah. And they are now only 10 seconds behind an overall podium position with still over 20 minutes to go. They can see Mosing now. As he's climbing up through the S's, these two cars battling it out can see Jeff Mosing and the lead in the Platinum Masters category, which Fred Portad desperately needs because he needs to gain as many points as he can on Metney while Metney is down. Carrazzo fighting his way through traffic. Wow. And goes by Riley Dickinson. Now, Riley's times have just dropped through the floor, I'm afraid. And I think he's taken too much out of his wet weather tyres early on. And that now puts uh, Carrazzo up into seventh position. Leeds Gold category, of course. That's three cars now between himself and Rob Furriol. Second place in the Gold category. And for the sake of probity, we should say that uh, Kurt Swearingen is in third position. He's having a bit of a battle with the fourth place car that's Efren Castro in the gold category there's just over a second between those two at the moment but the battle on the racetrack if we are talking about close quarters 
scraps out there is Gomez in the pink car coming down at the final corner now the number 25 then turns right-handed right behind him the red white and blue number 20 of the second place Masters runner Fred Podard nothing between them no and he's going to get another draft here John coming into turn one Podard's going to be able to have another look does he try the over under again he moves to the outside he's going the long way he's that is that is brilliant stuff if he can drag (laughs) it back to the right hand side and Podard well he set that up from a couple of laps ago that's brilliant stuff Fred Podard using the car and his advantage plus the ABS really bricked super late waited until the driver of the number 25 Victor Gomez got on the brakes and basically just gave it half a second maybe that's all he needed to do and then jumped on the middle pedal clear to see that he got a good run pulled out to the right hand side actually very nearly ran into the back of Gomez as he was slowing down I wonder how much of that was planned then and how much of that was just pure avoidance. <laughs> and by the time he pulled out, he realised it was alongside him and he just made it stick. Yeah, the car was very squirrely under braking, the back half just shaking back and forth. But can you tell that Fred Pordad likes this track? This is one of the circuits that he always goes well at. Last year was second in the first race and took home a win in the second. This is just a place that Pordad feels comfortable at. And now he has a nine-second deficit to try and catch up to Jeff Mosing for that extra three points. That is the Masters category battle that we're talking about. Third and fourth overall. And all of a sudden, the leader slowed off that time around. And off. Oh, no. Carrasso's thrown it at the wall at the Oak Tree turn 12. Oh, my goodness me. This is the gold category leader. And what is going on here with guys who are riding high in their respective championships with uh, Metney not doing himself any favours in Masters and Carrazo now, who's been so consistent this year in that bright yellow number 27, all on his own, comes in, misses his breaking point for the first part of the corner, then tries to hang on and puts the left-hand side Yokohamas into the dirt. And at that point, there's no grip. And he does tag the tyre wall there, Shea, but I think he may have got away with it on the left rear. Yesterday, he did the same thing in the second right practice way, session, mm. except he nosed the car into the tyres. That's, that's right, so he did. It's the second time that that number 27 NGT Porsche has met the tyres at Oak Tree. Now, Monday morning quarterbacking from the booth is always easy to do. Turning into 11, the first part of the Oak Tree corner, which is effectively a hairpin there. In these cars, your braking point and your turning point is pretty much exactly the same place. You've got to have a car that is really, really stable under braking because you're unsettling the car and putting it on the nose by braking, and then you're asking it to turn at the same time. Now, that's good because you're putting a lot of weight onto the front wheels, which Porsche doesn't have a lot of weight on the front wheels. But the, the bad part is you're effectively tilting the car forward taking grip from the back wheels and then trying to turn at the same time and again it's about momentum and physics and that dynamic quality of the car and it is a very very difficult balancing act to get that braking and turning in movement perfectly right in a car that has so much of its way way back what it does mean though is we have a new gold cup leader in the form of Rob Rob Ferriol Rob, who's gone quietly about his business, did get to the back of the leader, didn't press it too hard. He was within half a second 
what, some 10 laps or so ago, then dropped back as a couple of the platinum cars recovering went by him but Furriel now in 10th position leads in that number five what a great run for the more speed driver watching the timing screen we are about to have a new fastest lap of the race coming in the form of Fred poor dad he's lit up isn't he and the fastest lap of today's race sets the grid for tomorrow's race so that would mean oh. Fred poor dad would be overall pole that's a very good point that you make Shay, <laughs> because the practice the qualifying session was damp and therefore, the normal regulations are your first and second best laps in qualifying will set the first grid and then the second, unless you have a faster race lap in the first race. Well, with conditions improving now, pretty much everybody is going to set their second place, their second grid spot for the race later on in the weekend in this race and Fred Pordad 2 minutes .798 that's a fabulous run and that is the fastest lap of the race I'm going to go to the um, IMSA timing screen and just double check to make sure that that is faster than what he did in qualifying but I am oh, 90% I'm, sure I'm pretty certain it is uh, it's also faster second fastest 2 minutes point it's about eight seconds faster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, at the moment, Fred Podad sits on provisional pole for race two in the number 20 car. And he's got his timing about right. I said, didn't I? Remember when we had 35 minutes to go, I said, let's have a look at the standings and see who's quick when we've got 10 or 15 minutes still to go. Well, Podad's quick at the moment. Max Root is quick at the moment as he goes down to a two minutes point one. And that's another f nearly two seconds quicker than the leader. And De Angelis, has he mistimed this? De Angelis, with 13 and a half minutes still to go, has De Angelis just mistimed his pace through this race? He was supreme early on, Shea, but we wondered if he'd burned off too much of the performance of his Yokohama weights. Half a second slower than Root in the first sector alone. And now Root can not only see DeAngelis, but he can read the fine writing on the bumper. Target this, acquired. This is on. This is on. And there's a lot of time left. Root doesn't need to push too hard here. He'll get there. Then he can maybe just take a couple of laps to cool down. And traffic could be involved as well with Charlie Look right ahead of them in the number 45 car. That's 17th position overall in this race, 13 in platinum. And now here's an extra conundrum for the leader. We don't often see Lappery in these races. He will, ooh, I was going to say, will get through before the braking area for the top of the hill, but I'm not sure he will now. Charlie Luck being very classy, he indicating did. to Roman yeah, which he side did. he should pass on. It looked oh. like he slowed up a bit too. That's not going to be helping Maxwell Root in the red and blue number seven cars. They come down the roller coaster. Only one line through there. DeAngelis' car is moving around, even down, th down the hill there. He's got a lovely four-wheel drift. It looks fantastic, but he's losing time. It w did seem to me as though Maxwell Root was held up just a little bit by having the lap Charlie look no blame attached to Charlie there he was doing exactly the right thing he was on the racing line 12 minutes to go and the gap as they come across the line is back to three and a half seconds because De Angelis is under two minutes Ooh. De Angelis has pulled the pin now 
This is what it's all about. This is the race. The next two or three laps, this is the race right here. Has De Angelis got enough pace, performance and grip in his tyres? Has he timed it right or has he timed it completely wrong? He probably forgot he even had a rearview mirror, John. He never has to look in it. And all of a sudden he peeks up and sees a red, white and multicolored blue car and goes, oh, I, I guess I should start going quickly again. But for Roman DeAngelis, this is also a race to prove that he can. He has won all but one race this year. That one race was in the rain. So Roman needs to say, hey, I can win in the wet. I can win in the dry. I can do it all. I am your champion. Well, he's raced like a champion this year. He's conducted himself like a champion this year, both in and out of the car. He's got one hand on the championship. We'll be at the Night of Champions for the IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge by Yokohama. That will be the Friday of Motul Petit Le Mans weekend. It's always a great night out, fairly relaxed and very social but it's a big, big part of any young driver's career progression. Riley has grabbed, uh, excuse me, Maxwell Root has grabbed back half a second so far on this lap already, though. He's been able to clear Charlie Luck and continue to push. So this is not over yet. We're 10 minutes to go. No, not at all. Not at all. Max Root. I mean, any other year, we'd have been raving about Maxwell Root. He's done a pretty good job. He's done a very good job all year. But he's come up against a driver who is just in outstanding form. Battles further down the field as well. As we've got uh, one of the TPC cars just getting a lap put on it, I think, there. Yes, it was. <gasps> Fred Pordad caught up to Jeff Mosing. This is the battle for the Platinum Masters class lead. Remember, Pordad trying to collect as many points as possible to shorten the gap to Alan Metney. Mosing just saying, hey, I want to come out here and win, and that's all he's going to do. But he's also cognizant of the championship battle. Mosing doesn't want to ruin anyone else's fun. That said, he's not going to move over and allow a win to go to Fred Pordad. Under 10 minutes to go. Mosing drifts the car through the final right-hander at Hogpen onto the start-finish straight, which has got a bit of kink in it. Immediately pulls to the right-hand side. Pordad's not even bothered moving the car now. He's staying on the racing line. Comes, drifts very gently across towards the inside. Gets on the brakes, super late on the wetter part of the track. Now, that's interesting. Use the dry line on the straighter part of the track for Fred Purdad. The wetter line when he's braking and putting more pressure on the tyres. That's very interesting. And cooling them down at the end of the straight. That's really interesting. Tactically and mechanically, that's great knowledge by Fred Purdad. And it's clearly working for him. Yeah. 159.3 last time around by Maxwell Root. The gap to the leader down to under two seconds. The gap in the Masters, Platinum Masters category, is about three Porsche lengths as they go <laughs> up through the snake and into the S's. Or three quarters of a second. So it was a Porsche length a quarter of a second? Pretty much. There, there we go then. Yes, the time difference of the way that Poor Dad is handling the lap versus the way that Mosing is handling the lap. Last time around, 1.1 second. So that counts for a lot. And by the way, Alan Metney on his chargeback, he's up to third. Poor Dad needs the win. There's also a battle beginning to start to heat up again in gold for 10th and 11th as Carrazzo has no cars between himself and Rob Furriol. 
But at the moment, Fred Purdad already in his best finishing position in his career. His previous best with a fourth overall. He has won Masters before, but this is as high up the overall timing as he's ever been. And he's looking for an overall position on the podium here into the braking area on the uphill just before they drop over the top of the roller coaster. Poor dad looks like he's got the better car under him right now, but he also looks like he's planning and scheming about where he's going to do this. Yes, he does. He pulled off that brilliant move on Victor Gomez going into turn one. He can't do it, though, on Jeff Mosing because Jeff also has ABS, so it won't be that easy. And as I said, Jeff knows that Fred is fighting for a championship, so he might not fight as hard for the win. Yeah, don't even think that for a second Fred, Fred <laughs> this is battle for an overall podium winning class and an overall podium down into turn one Pudad stays on the inside as he has done the last two or three laps and goes through without much of a battle really I, I think Mosing oh. pretty well knew that the <laughs> goose was well and truly cooked there as far as third place drifts out wide at the exit of turn one into the dampness and sprays water from the puddles there great stuff 40 seconds, 44 seconds behind the two leaders, but we have a new Masters class leader and we have a new third place overall, and that is Fred Podzard, who started in 15th position in the right motorsport number 20. What a drive. What a day for Fred Podzard, who's going to, if it stays as it is right now, gain five points on Alan Metney, and every point makes a difference in the championship. Right, let's check back in with the other two battles. It's just under two seconds between Rob Ferriol and Sebastian Carrazzo. Six and a half minutes to go. It's just on two seconds for DeAngelis and Maxwell Root at the head of the field. So both of those battles in GT3 Gold for, the, for their uh, top position and overall and platinum at the head of the field, just about two seconds between those two battles. And there's nip and tuck. Root is just getting quicker and quicker. 58-9 last time around, but a 58-8 for DeAngelis. But it's still very, very tight indeed at the front of the field. Carrazzo can now see Rob Ferriel quite clearly as they're climbing up through the S's. He'll have to be a little bit more careful every time he goes through Oak Tree, though, now knowing how not to do it twice. Well, yes, he must be kicking himself there because he had the Gold Cup category absolutely sewn up. NGT in second in gold. One of our super teams, as we talked about earlier on, that's Sebastian Carrazzo, 11th position. Now ahead of him, Rob Ferriel in the red, white and black car. That's the number five. That's one of the most speed cars, and he's got a bit of traffic ahead of him now. D'Angelis lost six-tenths of a second in sector one to Maxwell Root. This is uh, heating up again. It seems like D'Angelis is able to reel off one really, really fast lap, but then his next couple of laps are well off the pace of that flyer. NGT versus more speed for the gold battle. Kelly Moss racing car that's in there as well is the number 48. That's ninth position. A bro car. Well, that could be unwittingly pay, playing a part here in that battle. It's quick down the straights with a little bit more horsepower in that Gen 2 car and pulls out. But I think that Rob Furriol is a little more committed through the corners. At the moment, the gap between Furriol and Carrazzo is about a second and a half. Still two seconds at the front of the field between Kelly Moss and Wright Racing's two young chargers, Roman De Angelis 
and Maxwell Root. It won't be when they cross the start-finish line, though. Another two-tenths in Sector 2 going the way of Maxwell Root. And as they cross the line, 1.6 seconds between the two leading cars now. Four minutes to go. Traffic. Watch out for traffic with the leaders here because they're not that far behind this battle for the Gold Cup lead. They're just going up the hill now. The leaders are already through turn number one. And they are, they are into, not the back markers, they're into the midfield now. And they're coming up against some of the Masters category cars. There's the pass down the inside into turn four. What a run for wow. Maxwell Root. What a run. He's timed it perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. Didn't need the help from the traffic. He carved his way back in the last couple of three laps. And once he saw Roman DeAngelis there, he was there for the taking right up the inside absolutely fantastic five second places for Maxwell Root he stood on the podium 12 times in his year and a half in this series but not once has he ever been to the top step Maxwell Root if you can hang on for another three minutes and 10 seconds you're going to be visiting that one Uh, really classy classy driving by Dan Hardy in the 69 TPC racing cars the leader came up behind him it didn't look on but it was a horrible exit from turn three by the leader. And Root got great traction, even got a little bit sideways, put the car in there and was well alongside before the turning point for turn four. Yeah. That was incisive, decisive. Thanks very much. I'll take the lead. And Roman De Angelis hasn't had to give best very many times this year to anyone, but he was very much second best there. And Root has pulled the pin. Thank you and good night. And about five minutes, I reckon, too late the checkered flag will be for Roman De Angelis. Just pushed too hard early on. Word of praise for Yokohama because they have built tires that have held up this whole time. Wet weather tires running on a dry circuit. But where's DeAngelis? He's He's disappeared. He's gone. His tires have gone. He's really struggling. He can't get the car to to turn in. He's leaned on it too hard when the car was heavy. 8.7 seconds back now. Yeah. There's something wrong. And that was was pretty much in that one. 2 minutes 11. That lap. Did he go off that lap as well? That's been a horrible lap. He lost four seconds in the second sector and five in the third. I I think he's really struggling. DeAngelis is really struggling now. The good news is that the next battle is 30-odd, nearly 40 seconds further back down the field. But this, for DeAngelis, is just getting the car <laughs> through to the end of the race. There'll be, I think, one more after this one. I did not see the white flag go out. Nope. And Max Root on the flash button like his life depends on it. Hey, lap traffic, I'm the leader now. I know you're not used to seeing a car that doesn't have 79 on it. As the lead is Bart Collins with a huge tank slapper coming out of turn one. Manages to hold on to it, but that's a change of position. Uh, Richard Edge getting around him, I believe, in the number yeah, 18. Yeah, they, they were having a scrap as they came to the line. I think Edge was just ahead when they came to the line. So they were having a good fight. And look at the look at the split times. For DeAngelis, he's lost more than two seconds in the first split. Everybody's time's going back out now. Except Victor Gomez, who puts his fastest lap of the race in, a 2 2 He's taking time out of everyone in front of him at the moment. DeAngelis, second place, he'll hang on to that. Time is about to elapse. And we will see the white flag and the last lap is about to start for Max Root. He's embroiled in traffic at the moment, but he's got a huge cushion. 
Lifted off in the mid-sector. Uh, but even so, he still took three seconds out of second place. Crossed the line for the white flag lap. Three and a quarter miles. 3.27 if you want to be absolutely pedantic. <laughs> 17 corners. Make that 16 now because he's just gone around turn number one. And we're still waiting for De Angelis to come through. De Angelis is really struggling in second place. And that means, I was talking about maybe losing five seconds a lap. Oh, off goes the number 17 with the bright green wheels. That's Kurt Swearingen's car. I was talking about losing maybe five seconds a lap. Poor dad has taken 13 seconds out of De Angelis the last time around. And what's he going to do this time around? I'm sure he can't catch him. But De Angelis, is there something wrong with the car? Is that simply just pushing the tyres too hard? We don't know. All he needs to do is bring the car home. It doesn't matter where because the next two cars back in line are Platinum Masters. So that doesn't affect the points for De Angelis. He'll still come away with second place points. But the problem is Root is the only guy in the championship who can catch him. And speaking of the championship, the gold championship battle still on as Rob Ferriel has Sebastian Carrazzo in his rearview mirror. Now, have they gone across the line to start their final lap yet? No, they haven't. So they've nope. got one more lap after this because they've not yet been lapped by the leader, I don't think. So they, No, they haven't. So they're coming round to start another lap. We promised you 50 minutes. We're going to give you something closer to 54 minutes of action. Maybe even 55 here. Smashing stuff. Now, this is a great comeback for the teams and the drivers of the IMSA, the Porsche IMSA GT3 Cup Challenge. USA by Yokohama starting the final lap now all kinds of carnage at Road America but at VIR virtually they have been perfect here and it's going to be the first career victory for Maxwell Root he'll come across the line now and claim the top step of the podium overall and in the platinum class Roman DeAngelis what four or five minutes out of the win we're going to have to wait a while for him to cross the line and yeah, actually amongst, claim that second. Talk amongst yourselves for that. <laughs> the battle for, between Ferriol and Carrazzo under a second as they started their last lap. What's Fred Podad doing? He's taking lumps out of <laughs> De Angelis, but I don't think he's close enough to get in a second. It's going to be, it might be under 10 seconds though by the time they get there. Meantime, Ferriol and Carrazzo have got traffic ahead of them. That's the 48, the Brule car right ahead of them. They've still got half a lap to go. And a big slide in the middle of the S's by Ferriol in the red, white, black and grey car. Carrazzo has led, did lead, bossed the this Gold Cup category and then fell off at turn 11 and 12, right where they are now, turning right. Oh, great, great work by Brule. He's Somebody must have told him that's great stuff because yes. that is actually a battle for overall position. It makes no difference to his class position, but he's let that battle go through and he's staying out of it even though he's got a faster car. I think that's really smart driving and it looks like Ferriol has just got enough now. Rob Ferriol. By the way, the gap at the line was 14 seconds is all between DeAngelis and Pordod. <laughs> it was 40 seconds with two and a half laps to go. Poor dad finishing very, very strongly indeed. So is Ferriol. Ferriol will love this. Brilliant stuff in the Gold Cup. Fighting all the way through Hogpen to the end. The chequered flag awaits at the top step of the Gold Cup. Tenth overall for the winner, Rob Ferriol, who takes it 
from a hard charging and I think probably slightly miffed with himself Sebastian Carrazo who had that one in the bag before he threw it off at the York Tree. Only Ferriel's second win of the season so this is a big moment for him as well his second win of his career in this championship too. And the first for Maxwell Root who timed his charge to perfection dropped back early on it was up to nearly 10 seconds at one stage he had to fight his way through some traffic as well remember there was those two masters cars Fred Podad and Jeff Mosing that he had to get through but he did that a bit like a marathon runner took his time to get towards the front didn't expend too much energy from himself his car and crucially the Yokohama wet tyres and for Maxwell Root 314 points now he's caught up to Roman DeAngelis who is on 380 uh no, 300 and... Yes, 389. Right, so still a big still lead. There. But, but that's a feather in the cap for, for Maxwell Root. I mean, he must have been thinking through the season, Shea, oh, I can't beat this guy. He's got... Every time I get somewhere near him, I just can't get with him. Well, that time, the tactics was certainly on Max Root's side. Yep, they were, and he played it to perfection. He didn't put in the fast lap times in the middle. He didn't waste his tires at the beginning. He had them for the end, and man, did he drive away from Roman DeAngelis almost 36 seconds worth of a gap. In three laps. Yeah. In three laps, let's remember. That was five minutes when that passed. Rob Furriol, congratulations to him. Uh, that was a great run in the Gold Cup category. Came under pressure at the end from... Carrazo, who had been bossing it, but I've got to say, the drive for me of the day, Max Root, yes, Fred Podzad, his best ever finish in the overall standings, takes the Masters category as well, and he's on the overall podium. Let's remember, he started in 15th position, so he gets the Hard Charger Award as well, and Maxwell Root beats Roman De Angelis for the first time this season with a cracking move into turn four. We've got another Porsche race live in sound and vision this weekend. You'll have it all live here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.